Blog Talk Radio. All right. Uh, welcome to Let's Talk Trades here. We're live in Saginaw, Texas at 24 hours at Saginaw. That's a 24-hour rail-watching event that we host here by the North Texas Chapter uh, 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 NRHS. It's the National Railway Historical Society, and we, this is our 12th annual, and uh, we already have a ton of folks outside watching trains. We have an amazing train count at this point. Last year, for the full 24 hours, we only had 33 trains recorded to go through the interlocker here at Saginaw. We are now at 43 trains. We're already 10 ahead of last year, and we're on our way to a record, let's hope. Uh, I forgot to say who I am. I'm your host, Skip Waters. Today is a short show um, for Let's Talk Trains. Uh, let's Talk Trains is going through a transitional period, so... We're only on the air for 30 minutes today, so if you want to call in, uh, call in now at 646-716-7106. We already got our first caller. Let's uh, see who it is. You're uh, live on Let's Talk Trains. Uh, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Tom, and I'm from Houston. Woo, Tom Marsh, the official train counter. Tom, I kind of said what the train count was. What is the train count now? At 12 noon Central Time, Saginaw, Texas. We are at 43. 43, that's what I said, 43. That's right. So 10 more than last year. Right. So uh, what's new with you, Tom? What's going on with Houston? What's going on with Gulf Coast and, and the Houston Railroad Museum? Well, as you know, it's uh, going to become the Texas Railroad and Heritage Museum at Tomball. We hope That's to have correct. some good. News on, we hope to have some good news on funding. Un, uh, unfortunately, I can't share any of that with you just now, but plans are proceeding, and we're very pleased with the with the progress that we've made. Good, good, good. Well, uh, we know y'all are moving uh, steadily to your, your new home in uh, Tomball, and we're real excited when you get that Heritage Museum uh, put together. So uh, anything yeah. else about 24 hours of Saginaw that's going on? Go ahead. Uh, well, let me, let me give you one more thing about the Gulf Coast chapter in RHS. We want to encourage everybody to uh, go and ride on the Austin Steam Train Association, and when you book your ticket, ask to ride in the uh, Missouri-Kansas-Texas Texas Special Coach New Braunfels, that car is owned by Gulf Coast Chapter and is leased to Asta, and we generate some revenue for the museum for every passenger who rides. So all aboard the New Braunfels. Oh, that's excellent. So the, the chapter actually benefits when somebody rides that particular car? Yes. We, it's a, dire, oh. a direct cash benefit to the organization. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Book the New Braunfels when you're at the Austin Trade. Hey, I heard the good cheer is also there or heading there. What's going on with Good Cheer? Uh, Good Cheer is our Kansas City Southern Southern Bell Tavern Lounge observation car. It has also moved to Austin. Uh, we're uh, doing, uh, we're putting new, not completely new, but we're putting new trucks under the car, and we're going to do a big renovation, and we hope by the end of next year uh, that the car will be uh, bringing up the the rear of the Austin Steam Train streamlined train, so it'll be a nice round end uh, car for the end of the train, and 
beautiful streamlined cars for the rest of it. It's completely air conditioned and it's a great ride. Great. So will that also benefit uh, the chapter if, if that gets running? Yes. Yes, that will also good. help benefit both the maintenance of the new Bronfels and the good cheer and uh, uh, excess funds can be transferred to other. Excellent. And also, uh, recently, your chapter celebrated its 50th anniversary in existence. What can you tell me about that? Well, the uh, uh, we became a chapter of the NRHS in two, in uh, 2016. Uh, 2016. We celebrate our 50th in 2016. So that was 1966. The organization actually dates to 1961 when it was founded as the Gulf Coast Railroad Club. And then we became Gulf Coast Chapter NRHS because of the advantages of affiliation with NRHS, which at the time included uh, insurance for excursions and other activities, uh, and it it boosted our membership as well. Excellent, excellent. Well, I know you all had a nice little celebration down there. I got to go down and hand you your NRHS 50th anniversary certificate and uh, had some good food and heard some good stories and saw some good video. So uh, congratulations to the Gulf Coast chapter for your uh, achievement there. Well, we thank uh, you, and we thank you for coming down to help us recognize it. Hey, no problem. Hey, back to Saginaw. So what? tell me what's going yeah. on outside. Uh, everybody and everybody is waiting for the Heartland Flyer to appear. It looks like people are moving to trackside now, so I'm probably going to have to hang up on you. Even one of the BNSF trains is waiting for the Heartland Flyer. So it All looks, right. like well, we're to, looks like we're about to have more action, Skip, because you know what time it is? Time to watch time some trains. time to watch some trains. That's right. Okay. Thank you, uh, Tom. Go All catch right. the Heartland Flyer. All right. Gonna do it. See ya. All right. There you go. Tom Morris of the Gulf Coast Chapter. He's our official train caller here uh, for 24 hours in Saginaw. And uh, apparently the Heartland Flyer is upon us, and everybody's getting ready to catch the uh, Heartland Flyer. So, again, uh, I'm your host, Skip Waters. We're here in Saginaw, Texas. We're having the the, uh, 24 hours at Saginaw event. It's a rail-watching event where we actually spend a full 24 hours watching counting trains. We also have uh, hourly uh, programs, and we just recently completed a program here. Very fascinating. Uh, If you weren't here, you missed something special. Uh, One of our our North Texas chapter members, Robert Gillespie, Gillespie, and uh, Robert uh, happens to be in the medical field, and his uh, his uh, program was Railway Surgeons Bringing Advanced Medical Care to the uh, to the Frontier. So let's get a little feedback from Robert. And uh, first of all, Robert, uh, welcome to the Let's Talk Train Show. And uh, tell me what what did what did we just hear? Because I saw some fascinating hospitals, and and it looked like some archaic technique there back in the day, but I'm sure it's not that way now. So go ahead. Well, we were talking about the railway hospital systems and the railway surgeons and how they brought advanced health care out to the frontier when the um, Transcontinental Railroad opened up the West and they went into an area that didn't have any kind of medical infrastructure, so they had to bring everything with them. And they, they brought doctors and ultimately built hospitals and developed emergency medical systems to transport the injured people rapidly, and they took advantage of their outstanding communications and transportation capabilities 
to develop some of the earliest emergency medical systems. One, one of the questions uh, one attendee says is uh, they actually did a surgery on the railroad cars, but the question was did they did it while the train was moving or did they pull the train to the side and do it, or did they schedule a, a siding for the hospital cars to go into for that kind of uh, activity? They would always try to do them with the train stationary because it would be difficult to do it in motion. They often kept hospital cars stationed at key points along the line, and in the case of an emergency, they would dispatch a hospital train there, and they would hold all of the regular trains in order to get the hospital car there as quickly as possible. Oh, that's fantastic. And you, you commented on, on, on insurance. I don't know if back during this period, did we have health insurance, or, or did you want to work for the railroad because you had good medical attention? What, what's your opinion there? Most people did not have health insurance, and so they just paid out of pocket for all of their medical care. And when the railroad started developing these systems, they charged the employees a monthly fee to participate in it, which some of the employees didn't even want that. They just said, no, I don't want this taken out of my paycheck. There was actually a lot of conflict about that. But, um, but ultimately, when people did have that, it covered all of their medical expenses, and so it prevented them from going into debt and being stuck with a huge medical bill. So today on the railroad, what's what's the typical arrangement uh, for health? Do, do, do the railroads still provide hospital or, or, or insurance? I mean, I'm sure they provide insurance as an employer, but what what is their relationship today in relation to yesteryear? Today it's very different because the railroads don't administer the health care themselves, so they offer insurance to their employees, and it's done as an employee benefit through private insurance companies just like any other employer and then the employees will use the doctors and hospitals of their choice based on the networks for the insurance plan. So it sounds like a, a typical uh, a job um, offering of insurance. So when did the when did the uh, railroad hospitals uh, die out? When did when did they kind of so-called retire and we stop using them? It was around the 1970s that they really transitioned away from that. The railroads were trying to get out of the hospital business and focus on their core business. And operating hospitals was getting more and more complicated because of regulation and technology advances. And also the employees wanted more choice. They didn't want to be tied down to just going to the railroad hospital and the railroad doctor. And sometimes those weren't even in their hometown because they were centralized facilities. Robert, very fascinating. I'm sure uh, you have a lot more to say on this topic. And I understand you'll be back next year with another version of the uh, railroad uh, surgeon or medical field, is that true? Most definitely. Next year I'll talk about the military hospital trains that were operated during World War II. Fantastic. All right, before you go, uh, uh, say your name again and, and what is your background on this? Or what do you do? I'm Dr. Robert Gillespie. I'm a pediatric nephrologist at Cook Children's in Fort Worth and a lifelong train fan. I'm here with my three-year-old son, and we spent the night here at Saginaw watching trains all night. See, he's a dedicated rail fan like you and me, but he's also a doctor. So, Robert, we're glad to have you here at 24 Hours Saginaw. We can't wait to see you again. All right? And and what's your son's name? What's your name? Um, Chambly Nerdo Gillespie. Very good. We're glad to have you. I, you've been here as a little infant or one of your uh, – uh, Raphael. Oh, Raphael. Raphael came to her first 24 Hours Saginaw. Uh, a year or two ago as a, a newborn. So that's the youngest rail fan ever. Thank you, Robert. All right, look, on, on the line, here we go. Uh, the uh, uh, If I can get this to work here. 
the uh, amazing, um, uh, the amazing. What are you? You're known as the amazing. What say, Chris? Yeah. How's it going? Good. The Chris Gensler. There you go. That's yes, right. The I'm amazing Chris Gensler. Yeah, I'm on a Metrolink train heading to L.A. We're almost there right now. Very good. Thanks for calling in, Chris. Yes, it's 1,491,000 miles, about 600 and almost 700 and something. Can't do give you the exact because I'm moving as we speak. So I'll see the weather back enough. there in Saginaw today. Oh, man, you know, it's actually very good, but this weekend, it's the first weekend we hit the 90s. I think we're supposed to hit 100 soon, and it's very, very humid. Uh, we've had oh, a lot boy. of great weather up till now, but uh, we got a little rain threatening maybe later on tonight. But, you know, it's actually a great day. We have a lot of people out here, Chris. I uh, wish you were here to good. share with us. Yeah, I wish I could be, but I'm doing the 261 trips up in North Dakota next weekend. I'm jealous, jealous, yeah. jealous. Two sixty-one. Yeah, those are. Woo. Yeah, they were just too inexpensive not to do, and I'm gonna be hitting the Threshers in Dalton and Rolog, plus the end of the line museum down there in Curry, and then we're gonna go down to Mason City and maybe shoot some of the electrics. Yeah. Oh, very good. And then, very good, very good. And ride the entire light rail system in Minneapolis on the last day before we fly home. And then very we good. Then so, uh, come, home, come home for three weeks before I take off for Nashville and our NRHS convention. Right. Oh, so yeah. We're going to see you at the NRHS convention. What, what, what's going to be your favorite thing there? What's that? What's going to be your favorite trip for in Nashville? Have you got one picked out that you're looking forward to? Oh, I'm really looking forward to the double-headed steam trip with the 630 and the 1405. I haven't ridden behind either one of those engines, so that's going to be a blast to do. Right. It's 4501. 4501. You're 4501. Yeah, I just yeah. reversed the number. Sorry about that. Right. Right. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, excited so about that. That's going to be a doubleheader to Somerville, uh, Georgia. And um, yeah. um, uh, all right. And then uh, we also, do you mind if I review the calendar real quick with you on that? Uh, oh on, yeah. Uh, when we get there, the first the first day is going to be that uh, Trinity Valley Railroad Museum trip to Somerville from Chattanooga. The the that would be on a I think a Wednesday, and then Thursday we got uh, dual trips. Me and Chris are going to be taking the Bardstown, Kentucky uh, dinner train. Um, yeah, with my about old Kentucky folks. dinner train. Mm-hmm. Old Kentucky dinner train in Bardstown, Kentucky. And the other group's going to go to Bowling Green for the uh, Rail Park uh, Museum there, and then on to the Kentucky Railway Museum where they're going to ride an excursion uh, with a BL2, I think. Yes, and you're going to have the Zephyret Elizabeth on that one with yeah, Elizabeth. The All right. Yeah. LTT alumni Elizabeth will be our Zephyrette for that trip. And then uh, we we come back. I think we have uh, a day uh, in Nashville for uh, NRHS meetings, but there also a group is going out to the Hermitage Museum 
They're going to ride the riverboat there near Opryland. Yeah, those, and then, those um, people will be with me. So we're going to good, have a good, good time good. on that day. Good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Saturday is the big trip on the Tennessee Central, and um, uh, we're going out to Cooksville, uh, Tennessee, and that community is darling. I w- I've been out there. It's a great stop. Uh, for those that are riding, there's a, a, a ice cream parlor shop right across the, the, the station track, so be sure to get your ice cream uh, on that stop. And, uh, and that concludes the uh, museum. By the way, those that are listening, if you belong to the NRHS and you're in the, the uh, East Tennessee area, the Casey Jones Railroad Museum is offering free admission with your NRHS membership card or convention badge in case you're attending. So if you've never been to the Casey Jones Railroad Museum, it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a attraction stop off, a, off the freeway there in Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, that week's the time to and, go. It's complimentary. And I'll be there about 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning. If anybody there you go. Wants Why don't you time me it there. to meet Chris? Time it to meet Chris. All right. Yeah. Chris, what else is going on? What else can you share with us? Well, I'm going to be doing doing depots. I'm going to go down to the Northern Alabama Museum, Railroad Museum, see them. And then I'm going to make my way up to Knoxville. Maybe stop at Dolly World. I'm still negotiating with them. And then I'll do the Knoxville steam trip with the 154 Southern engine. And then I'll make my way up to the Bluegrass Railroad Museum next the next day and then do depots, depots, depots on the way back to Nashville, pick up Bob and Elizabeth, and then drive up back to Lebanon and ride the Nashville Star commuter train. And then do wow. my big Somebody needs travel to hang with loop. you for that kind of... Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Then make our big loop and then do the start the convention, yep. Very good, very good. All right. Well, Chris, uh, thanks for calling in to the Let's Talk Train show. I'll, I'll see you there in Nashville, and you got a full plate in addition to the convention, it sounds like. Yeah, so we're going to have a blast. So I'll talk to you later, Skip. Take care. All right. Thanks, Chris. Bye-bye-bye. All right, that was the amazing Chris Ginsler, and he is a regular on the Let's Talk Train show. So, again, guys, this is a short show today. No commercials, no nothing. Uh, um, But if you want to call in, you can. The the guest call-in number is area code 646-716. 7106 you want to be on the Let's Talk train show. And uh, as you heard, the, the, the train count right now is we're 43. And uh, a little bit more about our event, uh, 24 Hours Saginaw is a, a rail watching event where we watch trains, record trains for a 24-hour period. We're at the Saginaw Chamber of Commerce Depot here in Saginaw, Texas, 301 South Saginaw Boulevard, in case you're in the local listening area. Why don't you come on down? We're still having fun up till 7. We're going to have a, probably a record number of trains finally. Uh, in a long time, and um, you still have plenty of programming to catch. Right after this uh, program, uh, we're going to have Andrew Aguilar. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. He's I am? Good. And uh, Andrew's going to have shops from around DFW to show everyone. Following Andrew will be Jerry Nunn with North Texas Rail Photos from 2013 to 2017. And if anybody knows Jerry's work, Jerry uh, loves to capture the graffiti 
on boxcars and hopper cars, and he really finds some interesting work. Even though that's an illegal activity, uh, he still uh, records them uh, for historical prosperity before those cars get repainted, or some of them don't. Then we have the return of Ernie Robart, uh, who's one of our guests from New Mexico. He's going to be doing a farewell presentation, the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus Train. As you know, that train has recently uh, retired to infinity with the last circus performing just last week in Long Island. And uh, I don't know if you're out on the rails in the East Coast, but that train is heading back to Florida as we speak. And from what I understand, it's going to be uh, sold off. So I want to keep your ears to the ground and get you a circus car for your for your backyard, maybe a camp or a lodge, or maybe turn it back into a regular passenger car. And then at 4 o'clock, we're going to have the Great Locomotive Race Trivia Game, where that's a custom game made just for this event, where to help pass the time, we answer railroad trivia questions. And the, the questions are either super easy or super hard, and it's fun to watch people try to answer them. And the objective is you get, you get assigned a, a, a locomotive that represents your team of answer folks, and then as you successfully answer the question, you get to move along to the next uh, uh, tie in the road, and you the first one to the TMP station, which is on the board, uh, wins. And then uh, we uh, the next two presentations, Steve Grabman with his brand-new Train Man Multimedia production. He's going to have one of his brand-new uh, shows that he's going to make available. And, and then fall, we're going to close out the evening with Ernie Robart again, the last years of the Rock Island in West Texas, New Mexico. So if any of that sounds fun and exciting, you need to get down here 24 hours second. Okay, we got, a, we got a caller. It's calling in. Let's see if we can get them on the air. Uh, area code 757. What's your name and where are you from? Hey, this is Ted Rockwell and Samuel. Hey, We're now Dave, calling from you. Chesapeake, Virginia. Our first year missing in the last four years. Right. Well, we sure do miss you. We wish you guys were here. And I, I, I was wondering why y'all didn't. Uh, 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 was it? Is it Ted? Uh, yes. Um, who's? What's your son's name? Um, Samuel. Samuel. I he's why he's Samuel the X Midnight the Special Kid. <laughs> right. Right. I think he was the original Midnight Special Kid. To be honest with you, uh, <laughs> uh, I think he's the youngest uh, presenter we've we've had, uh, and he kicked it off. And now I got. Two or three of them now. So he he was and an inspiration. I saw that the on the schedule. We, we were trying to watch the uh, the the YouTube live videos, and uh, yeah, we sure miss being there. How, what's the, what's the train count so far? You won't believe it. We are now at forty three trains. Are you at kidding? Wow. No. Wow. I mean, last year last year we had thirty three trains the whole time. We're at right. forty three and. And to give you a little example, I mean, we still got seven hours to go. Uh, just to give people an example, um, it's reported about 60 trains uh, go through this interlocker uh, in a 24-hour period. But last year was a low 33. The year before that was 48. We're going to beat that. Uh, the year before that was 51. Hopefully we catch that one. 2013, wow. uh, 2012 was 56, 47, 59, 58. But our high year was actually our first year, which was 75 trains in 2006. So, wow. I mean, with an average of 40 to 50, I, I'm surely we're going to reach that amount again. Oh, so, for sure. That sounds great. Sounds like yeah. it's a real yeah. good uh, turnout, too, this year. 
Yes, we have. Uh, I, last I saw, we had uh, over 80 people have signed in. I haven't looked at the uh, the sign-in sheet. We probably hit our 100 already. Hey, we're going nice. to be doing live stream again, so hang around. Uh, Matthew Liptock is uh, uh, Liptech is uh, putting that on for us. It's not a constant stream, but we're going to come on, you know, right after the show, we're going to go live. And then okay. um, uh, we'll go live throughout. So just kind of hang around, and when the notice goes up, you can check in and see what's going on. So when did you move to Virginia? We got here at the end of March. Uh-oh, here comes the Heartland Flyer right now. Everybody's staring oh. as you can imagine. <laughs> you know, here comes Amtrak. Oh, here, let's see if I can get out there with you. You can hear it. Do you hear it? Yeah. Hey, that's the Heartland Flyer heading southbound. Here it is. Oh, Heartland Flyer, buddy, wins. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. <laughs> the Heartland Flyer is passing the Saginaw Depot as we speak, live on Let's Talk Frames. That is so awesome. We got to hear that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's like you're here, Ted. I know. All that's right. pretty cool. Well, uh, just I know that uh, for those that are listening, if if uh, if you've never been to Saginaw, um, I want to tell you guys out there, get down there as soon as you can. Don't worry about the heat. Don't worry about the sun, because it's time to watch some trains. We were there. We yes. watched trains. Yes. Thank you, Ted. That's a great endorsement. We appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate you calling in. It's great to hear from you. So, uh, hey, you too, buddy. Tell everybody we said hi. I wish we were there. Okay. I will. All, All right, buddy. Take Anything it easy, else? man. All right. That's it, Thank man. you, man. All right, All right bud. We'll take it easy. Time. All, All right. right. I hope so. All right. So that's Ted. They've moved to Virginia. His son Samuel has been a presenter here at Let's Talk Train, and uh, so look, we got uh, uh, just a, a paltry three minutes left to go. Uh, I'm not sure what else to share with you. Uh, anybody here in the room want to be on the radio? Wayne, what's what's the latest with the silent auction? Are we giving away anything? Getting it. Getting it. Sold quite a few items last night. We got a few more items today. All right, clear, clear. So this is uh, Wayne Smith. He's the president of the North Texas chapter. He's our fearless leader. Uh, here at National Historic Society, and uh, Wayne's running the uh, live auction. So what do you think about our event here, Wayne? Oh, it's exciting. You know, uh, for the last 12 years, we've we've been an award winner for uh, the whole Midwest, you know. It just continually first or second place year in, year out for every year that we've done this. And the location, too, it's an award winner, usually first place for the location, train watching that, and then the event itself, 24 hours. It's a 24-hour train watching party, is what it is. Um, foamers, feral equinologists, a bunch of us get together and have a good time, share what we've done the last year, as far as uh, railroading and riding excursions and sharing and, and learning and all of that. It's a great time. Excellent, Wayne. What a great endorsement. Are you a spokesperson in real life? Well, of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. Could you give me that magazine there real quick? So what Wayne was just referring to is the we have a local regional publication in this area, and you ought to get it. It's 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 nationwide worthy. The Cowcatcher magazine, and you can look that up at cowcatchermagazine.com. Cowcatchermagazine all strung together. dot com. And every year the Cowcatcher uh, they cover about a twelve or. 
12 or 13 state area, including uh, Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Missouri, uh, Colorado, uh, Arkansas, New Mexico. Uh, They're all all over. And um, they put out something called the Gold Awards. And or the Gold Spike Awards, I think it is, the Gold 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 Rail Awards. That's correct. And uh, Twenty Four Hours Saginaw has been either uh, the the number one winner or number two winner, and we only are number two because like eight forty four came through town uh, that year, and everybody made that the number one event. So we're we we've, we've won the number one rail watching or, or rail, special rail event, I guess, special event, and then. Uh, the location, uh, Saginaw, Texas, the depot, has won number one very consistently as the number one place to to, to watch trains. Would you go grab me that trains uh, magazine over there real quick, please, Sam? Yes, no, on the table. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, grab me that cover. Give me that cover real quick. Yeah, we got 45 seconds. We got to close out. So what I want to let you know is everybody gets trains magazines, right? Well, go get your trains magazine, June 2017 edition. Uh, the location, 24 hours. Uh, I mean, Saginaw, Texas. Excuse me, is written up in trains magazine of this year under hot spots, and that's what this location is is a hot spot, and that's why we have this event, 24 hours of Saginaw to celebrate the hot spot. All right. Uh, 20 seconds. We're going to close out. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk Train Show. I'm your host, Skip Waters. Here's our guest, Mr. Sam. It's time to watch some trains, and if you ask me, they should post this every year in every train magazine in the country. Come on down the second now if y'all haven't been. You'll have a good old Texas time. Let's watch some uh, trains. We'll see you. All right. So that's the end. Our, our show ended. <laughs> what did you think of that? That was great. Yeah. You did good. Uh, very, I'm very enthusiastic about the honey. All right. I'm sorry about that. Said what? What'd you say? I didn't even hear you. I didn't hear you. Don't worry about it. You're you're good.